This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to another episode. And I'm going to be talking all things tech today, because I think as a solopreneur, we really need to do a little bit more than have a pen and a piece of paper. Tempting that can be. And I'm going to be talking again today to Susanna Cole of The Good Property Company, because she started life off as a solopreneur, built an empire, has come back to being a solopreneur. And the one thing that has changed in her property journey over these years is her use of tech. So Susanna, do you think that's a fair assessment that you couldn't have got where you are today without actually using tech and apps? Absolutely, 100%. And what I also find hilarious, and any of my friends will know, they'll be bursting out laughing, the fact that I'm on this podcast talking about tech because I'm not a naturally adaptive person to technology, but I saw the possibilities. So one of the early tips I'd give you guys is when you do take on a piece of tech or piece of software, for me, not having that natural ability to understand it inherently in of itself I used to like uh, software applications where there was somebody to explain it to me. <laughs> I was being explained to. And, and, and I, you still do. Oh, I still do. I much prefer a human explanation with an account manager. Once I've got it, I don't need to have that explanation anymore. You can go on and, and onboard somebody else. But I still need about 10 to 20 hours of explanation step by step. And then I'm rocking and rolling. And I think that is the key thing about it is that we, no matter what we're doing in our property world, if we're finding there's a pressure point and there is an app or a piece of tech that can help us, most of us shy away because we go, oh, we're going to have to learn something new. I'm not sure I can do that. Well, I know I do. But actually, just putting time aside in the diary to learn something new is going to save so much time at the back end. Lean in, folks. Lean in. I reckon tech has probably replaced between quarter of a million and £350,000 in salaries for me. So lean in. And of course, that actually, uh, whether we like it or not, that's sometimes all that people want to get out of their property world. So for some people, that is their entire savings in yeah. a, in a one by using tech. And that's every year, by the way. Yeah, that's that's very lovely, isn't it? It's it's not bad. And so lean in, and it probably cost me fourteen to twenty grand maximum. Um, so lean in to tech. Fun enough. We were looking together the other day at various new bits of tech and and I was concentrating on what it could do for me, what it was going to do for the business and, you know, those sort of things. And the first question you came up with is the question and answer bit on the back when you want to know how to do it. Is it a bot? Is it a, a, a box you put a name in and somebody will then write you a report afterwards? Or is it where you can arrange to have a Zoom call and they'll stay on the line whilst they go through it with you. And I thought, well, there can't be companies that do that, surely. Yeah. So I'm currently being taught by Sheridan in Arizona. She's got a lovely, beautifully American culture. Hello, Susanna. How lovely to be here. And I'm like, hey, Sheridan, 
Yeah, lighting up my day. And she's teaching me stuff. That's because my learning style is I like to learn from a human being. So if you're very mathematical, then great, a bot might be ideal for you. But for me, I like to learn from a human. And then once I've understood it, practiced it, repracticed it, repracticed it, the boat can set sail. And then I'm rocking and rolling and things automate because nobody wants to do the boring stuff in life. And tech can take up about 80% of that. And of course, that is very much us because we are entrepreneurs. Yeah. So by definition, an entrepreneur has a light bulb moment and then decides to implement and make whatever it is. They don't want to get up every morning and know that at 10 past nine, they're checking this email and at 10 past 10, they're checking that email or whatever. We don't want to be middle managers. So when I quote, you know, salary replacement of 250 to kind of 350 or whatever, we don't want to be middle managers. We don't want to do the same repetitive tasks that aren't delivering growth or movement or change or pivot. We're creatives. So let's get the boring stuff done by tech. But that's not how most people start, is it? Because most of us, let's be honest, most of us start with a computer. And when you open up, whether it's a Mac or any kind of other generic computer system, it's going to be a word package, isn't it? And so with Word, you've got Excel, you've got PowerPoint, you, you know, those are the basic things. And I should think most of us struggled to fully get everything out of Excel. But it will get you most of the way until you oh. get something else. Guys, I don't want you to freak out. We did £22.5 million worth of property with Excel spreadsheets. But at that point, we'd adapted onto Drive for our basically our server. We also back up with Dropbox, again, for our server, effectively, if you like. So we don't want to... Pers- At one point, you know, we were paying for a personalized server. Well, that was silly. So we have Drive, we have Dropbox, and every six months we do backups onto hard drives, just, for, just in case, I don't know, the Russians go for Google or, or Dropbox. And the majority of my work for the first 50% of the deals that I did, because we did £45 million worth of property, was done on Excel spreadsheets. We used templates and then slowly we started adapting across. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? For many people who are going to meetings or who are very new in the space, don't think you have to have everything straight away because actually you don't know what you need. That's right. And you want tech to adapt to your processes, not the, the other way around. So the first thing we did was obviously drive and Dropbox. The second thing was moving my spreadsheets with all my investors onto a CRM system, a customer relationship management system. Just because I've got a slightly larger database, we use Infusionsoft or Keep, but you can start off with lessannoying.com. There, I mean, there are HubSpot, you know, Kajabi. There are so many so many uh, CRM systems. And what that allowed us to do was differentiate who was going to be a deal sourcing customer, who was going to be an investor. We could then put in how many phone calls we'd had, what the notes were. It started to hold the data in a way that was easy to sort, easy to manage. So it's about efficiency. And then I could also do reports and go, well, how many phone calls have I made to these investors? Oh, Oh, so they fund you after five to nine touch points and you've made three phone calls. Well, of course, they're not going to give you any money at Susanna. So I was able to kind of analyze the activity in fundraising, for example. And that actually is very soothing because if you are new to this, all around us, it's human nature. All you see are the success. So you think, why is everyone investing in them? Why not me? I'm just as good. But you don't realize that they've put in three times as many phone calls as you. And so if you once you can see all this and it's measurable and if it's measurable, it becomes deliverable and you can then get the results. You suddenly go, no, actually, I've got to boost up. Now, I always laugh here about 
I remember you know, the I Occupy boys in Luton. And if, if you have chaps, if you've not found them, you really do need to go and look at them up because they've got the most amazing HMO set up there. One of the things I do remember them saying, we suddenly realized we weren't getting the results we had a few months previously. And we went back to basics, which was putting a, you know, a list on the wall. How many phone calls do I get out of it? Because that equals how many touch points, which equals how much money is going to come in. And we realized that actually, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing these things, you do have to put the time in. And you, of course, had a system on Excel so that you didn't have to pin a piece of paper on the wall, but you were able to make sure that no single touch point with a client went unnoticed. That's right. And then you can automate reminders and tasks in your CRM system so they're not falling between the cracks. And then, of course, we had KPIs, which we measured on Google Drive, so very simple tech. And then we had project management software, and we used a Trello, which allowed teams in different locations to talk to each other and make sure different parts of each project was being done correctly. And of course, you know, Trello is not the only one out there. And there are so many others. Monday.com, I know quite a few of my clients like. But the interesting thing was, is that, as you say, neither you nor I are natural fits for tech. We don't go, how exciting, something new has come onto the market. We have to be shown, we have to be encouraged. And this is definitely what, uh, what I want to encourage other people to do to the point when you realize that in your mentoring group, you had people who had a lot more experience in all of this than you, who actually literally reveled in it. This was what their idea of bliss. So you set up a weekend to be able to teach this. And that's where many of us suddenly realized we had to up our game. Yeah, because this really supports a solo entrepreneur. These days, you should be looking at automating first, outsourcing second, and only employing as a third rather than employing as a first. So although I was the compare, if you like, of that tech weekend, I normally teach from the front because I teach what I know. Other people had the greater expertise and were able to bring that in to to encourage and support other property developers and property entrepreneurs to bring tech to the fore. Yes. And it was quite fun because, I mean, I was there for all of those because I used to work alongside you. And it was hilarious because you couldn't always see that there were some people who were rolling their eyes in complete horror as the person at the front to whom this was you know this was like speaking English were rattling through sort of initials and how this goes to that and that goes to this and this will then inform that and you'll get an email and they'd been lost on the first sentence and then a few years later they'd be back for some completely different weekend and they were using all these things Yes. And that's been quite gratifying to see that adoption. And of course, COVID has forced people to adopt Zoom, uh, QR codes, uh, uh, the kind of things that maybe people felt a little bit of, of nervousness before has become the norm. So I'd encourage any solo entrepreneur to move forward with tech as fast as possible because it's re- you're going to get a spring on. You know, you're going to get ahead of the pack, which is really wonderful. Absolutely. And of course, solopreneurs in property come in many different forms. And to us, we talk about you know, outsourcing all the time so that we are trying to get as much freedom and time freedom that we can. But to some people, being a property solopreneur is a job. That's what they've created and that's what they like. They want to be 100% hands-on. But tech still allows you to do that. So 
when I first started doing everything in the cloud and working on it, it was a very cumbersome system of uploading how many rents you had and whether it had done. It was very unuser friendly. It was basically just a, a almost a box file in the sky. But now we've got other systems. I mean, I know you use one for your lettings, don't you? Yeah, um, we use Arthur Online. I think they're very good. Um, we had them put together our automation at the beginning. Again, I don't want to spend three weeks creating automation. And I reckon it covers 80% of what human beings used to do. And I used to employ two full-time people, very full-time. So a 50 to 60 grand salary by the time you've paid for everything is now replaced by uh, tech. 80 to 90% replaced by tech with Arthur Online doing all the automation for us. So the great majority of things are done automatically. And then there's only the kind of top end stuff that, that somebody needs to manage doing the portfolio. And of course, again, this is not just you've got single lets, but you've got a you know, majority of your stuff is SA or HMOs of whatever type. And so therefore, I don't think any of us who are listening should just go, it won't apply to me because I only do single lets or I only do student lets or whatever. These things are incredibly flexible. Yes. And also, if they're set up correctly, very hard to break, which is quite good news. So uh, some of the more legislative stuff, so pat testing, fire testing, gas and electricity, boiler services, that kind of stuff. If it's set up well, it'll simply set, set you a reminder a month in, in advance. So So you almost can't miss. You have all your contractors on board. You send out work orders to your contractors. They get it through their app. They can tell you when it's done. They upload photographs. So it streamlines what used to be quite a clunky people-based business, but people-based business. Your tenants, we barely, barely have mobile phone conversations with tenants anymore because it's all text, it's all email, and it's all uploaded through the system. And if your tenants is reporting a fault, the first thing you'll say is, can you upload a photograph? Can you upload a video? So you're doing a lot of analysis, which reduces down costs straight away. And of course, 10% of your revenue should be repair costs, but not more than 10% of your revenue. So if your tech can help reduce that cost to less than 10%, that's pretty amazing, particularly if you've got a, a pretty decent revenue. coming in. Yes. And I think that's the sort of back end once you've got your portfolio up and running and everything else. But you can still use tech very much in the early days when you're building everything. Yes, you can. And you can use things like Trello. Uh, Peter Mayer, a, a friend of ours, uh, yours and mine, uh, uses Trello for deal sourcing. I use Trello more for project management. You can use CRM systems. Again, I used Keep Infusionsoft for working with investors. And that's where you're bringing in deals and you're bringing in money and you're trying to put them together. And again, you can have repeating reminder systems. You've, you've after done a deal. They haven't accepted the deal. That's a real shame. And you'll have a reminder 30, 60, 90 days just to remind you to re-offer because it's more efficient that way. So even in the early days and things like Calendly to book uh, links with investors. So I always used to run investor days. In the end, we were running them fortnightly. So during lockdown, everybody went, I mean, I no longer was running investor days at that point because I don't need investors anymore. But during lockdown, everybody went from property events live to property events online. Well, you use Zoom to run an investor day and use use Calendly to share the link and you use Eventbrite because you don't have somebody coming into your investor day for free because they're going to be time wasters. They're going to suck up your knowledge and disappear out. You need somebody that's committed and showing a level of commitment from beginning. So you charge people 20 quid for your investor day. Now to someone listening into that, they're going, oh my word, Susie, how many names did you mention in that last sentence? You know, you've got Eventbrite, you've got Calendly, you've got this, you've got that. Actually, oh, it's easy. 
Eventbrite for your bookings, Calendly to book conversations, and oh, what was my third one for? A Zoom to actually host the Investor Day. But of course, actually, this is building block stuff, isn't it? So you don't have to have everything straight away. And of course, you know, this was something that I think a lot of us who've been around a long time have suddenly discovered. So most of us got onto Zoom quite quickly. That was fine. But we were still doing the backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards between diaries going, are you free on week on Monday? Oh, no, sorry, can't do it till Tuesday. And then we discovered a Calendly. And it, you know, to be quite blunt with you, when I first encountered it, I did think, oh, they're fobbing me off. It's, it's, it's very blunt. It's very impersonal. And then I actually found, I found it freed me up because it meant me booking onto somebody else's calendar. I could scroll through their calendar and find a date that suited me because they would have the space. And I've recommended it to lots of people who've immediately gone, how did I not find this? This is mind changing. This is brilliant. And then you get that bit in place. And then, as you say, you get on the next piece, which is Eventbrite and the, or Ticketmaster or any of these other things. So again, you're not, you as the entrepreneur are not having to keep dashing back to your desk to look up a diary and say, yeah, well, I've still got a space on there. It takes all that out. And frankly, if your first edition is full they'll have to go on to the next one and that's not your problem and that's nice to show that you're sold out isn't it now the other one i do need to mention is your fintech so finance tech these days if you're starting out in property or a solo entrepreneur you're probably going to have the bookkeeper and an accountant you want your bookkeeper accountant to use an online system so that you can log in at any point to see where your accounts are we happen to use zero xero there's quickbooks there are other ones but you cannot afford as an entrepreneur to not be in touch with where your financial situation is. So for me, my bookkeeper works once a week on a Wednesday. And on a Wednesday evening, I am 100% financially up to date and can do the analysis easily using zero. So that's definitely one of the early ones. And actually, probably your bookkeeper will adopt that and you'll be forced to learn it as a result of your bookkeeper using it. But do not employ a bookkeeper who doesn't use it. Well, you can't now almost because, you know, the laws that are coming through for um, the sort of make tax tax digital, where they are going to require us at the moment, it's only for VAT registered companies over a certain amount to do everything every single month. But it is, you know, it's there on the statute that this will be a requirement of all landlords. And it's because we are making substantial sums of money and they want a bite of our profits and our tax today rather than 18 months time. So if you want to make that money, you've just got to suck it up and get used to this bits of essential tech. Now, I've talked about the money-saving possibility, and we've hinted that nobody really came into property to be a middle manager. So why do you want to employ a large team? Let's talk about the freedom side. So I'm built with a, a decent portfolio. I live half in Barcelona and half in Bristol. And tech means that I can run my business from anywhere. And that is wonderful. Absolutely. You you know, I know so many of us know uh, the four-hour week book and the fantastic cover it has of the person sitting by the pool with their laptop clearly under an umbrella drinking some sort of delicious drink. But actually, the reality is absolutely that. You may not take your laptop to the beach, but you can work from anywhere at any time. Yes, yes. And so, you know, definitely tech is something that we're all going to have to get used to. If you are prepared or want to make as much money as you can do in property, you have to be prepared to learn a few things 
that may be outside your comfort zone, but will make life so much simpler. Agreed. Agreed. And I was one of those people. But my goodness, tech is another asset base that underpins the success of a property portfolio. And for you to be able to live the life the way you want to live your life, rather than being a kind of middle manager and a paper shuffler. And that is freedom, isn't it? Yes, it is. So the answer is go and find something. And don't think you have to use the one that your friend uses. I mean, this is the other thing I think you find is that we all bandy the same names around, but the way they work may not suit you. So it's a bit like people who don't like Apple or who don't like um, Android. You have to find the, the, the company that you find works for you and then just integrate it into your company and off you go. Yeah. So good luck, everybody, particularly the uh the tech dinosaurs. And I was definitely in your camp. And now I'm a raving fan. <laughs> well, we'll leave you having a little rave all on your own there as a fan <laughs> of tech. <laughs> and thank you very much. It's been super. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.